Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. So a little special for you here talking about the upcoming Halloween ends as it is October, the Halloween season. We're going to be having a quick discussion about how this horror trilogy is going to conclude and i am going to throw out there some fan theories it's very hard for me to say at the same time fan theories about how it is possible this franchise could wrap up so if you are unfamiliar about the halloween movies then let me just give you a little bit of a timeline so The first Halloween movie, directed by John Carpenter, came out in 1978 and was an absolute success. One of the highest grossing independent movies of all time. It really was a fantastic springboard for the horror franchise and it grossed all kinds of records. It broke them right down. And... Michael Myers became the most popular face of any horror franchise until, of course, the Jasons and the Freddies pop up. But up to that point, Michael was king. And Halloween, of course, spawned so many sequels and timelines and it is all very very complex so we're going to have a quick discussion about that and then we'll go into our fan theories about halloween ends if anyone would like to get involved then please do send some messages in or come up and co-host it's up to you so like i said 1978 halloween came out starring Donald Pleasance and of course the scream queen herself Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode and it was an overnight success and it created a spawn of sequels as previously mentioned and I think that the thing about Halloween is that it has a very very simple premise and that premise is a guy with a knife walking around stalking babysitters with the intention of murdering them now the original title of halloween was meant to be the babysitter babysitter murderer or babysitter murders but they decided to change that to halloween to make it a bit more of a festive movie so we get halloween of course a lot of horror movies around that time were basing their premises on holidays it's a great way to do it because there's nothing better than making your film successful than basing it around a holiday because it works in the music industry look at mariah carey she makes five hundred thousand pounds a year from singing about all she wants for christmas well this film halloween it's a great way of playing it in theaters and making additional revenue every year through this movie i'm not entirely sure that's what they were thinking when they started but it is surely the case now now halloween was followed up uh in 1981 with halloween 2 now halloween 2 really did break down barriers because not only was 
um, a lot of the original cast returning, but it was set on the same night as Halloween 1. So the story pretty much just continues. And I don't think up till then there was any movie franchise that had even attempted that. So Halloween 2, um, a moderate success. I actually do really like Halloween 2. I think it's got a lot in there to be admired. Unfortunately, when it came out, it was around the time that the Friday the 13th franchise was starting to get popular. And therefore, John Carpenter, who didn't direct it actually, but um, when he was involved, he thought that it needed a lot more gore. And unfortunately, the the shadow, the shape stalking the babysitters was replaced with quite harrowing murders. So it did get a little bit graphic and violent at that point. And then it sort of went in a very strange direction. So one year later in 1982, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which has absolutely nothing to do with any of the other Halloween movies. It is a standalone story. Um, Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. If you've watched it, you'll know exactly what that tune means. And yes, so they completely disconnected it from the Michael Myers storyline. They thought that that was done and dusted. So they decided to try and make the Halloween franchise a little bit of an anthology series. And it failed miserably because people were expecting to go to the movie theatre and see Michael Myers, and they didn't, and that drove people crazy. So, unfortunately, we didn't get um, that anthology series of Halloween. Uh, Season of the Witch pretty much put the nail in the coffin, and that was it. It was over, or so we thought, because in 1988, Michael Myers returned in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, surprisingly enough. And this brought back Donald Pleasance and pretty much continued the story, but without Jamie Lee Curtis, who didn't return for the sequel. So they decided that they were gonna give, the the antagonist was gonna be Jamie, who was Laurie Strode's daughter. And Laurie Strode had apparently been killed in a car crash, right? And Jamie was the last survivor. Now, in Halloween 2, we did find out that Michael Myers was Laurie Strode's brother. But we'll come back to that later. So Jamie is Michael's niece. And to continue the, the trend of Michael trying to kill his family members, which, to be honest with you, around Christmas time, we've all had that feeling. Am I right? But uh, yes, so around that time, um, he's trying to kill Jamie. And... The series then goes on following the Jamie Strand right the way through to Halloween 5 in 1989, the year later, which is Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. And then we get to really the conclusion of that story, which um, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, a very, very uh, strange film bringing back um, a lot of characters from the original, including Tommy Doyle. And I'm sure we pretty much know, all know who Tommy Doyle is played by in this film. The one and only Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. So Halloween 6 tries to tie together the the idea that Michael is a curse, the curse of Thorn. And every generation there is a, a child that is born and that must wipe out his whole family line to prevent the murder of others. So... 
doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I think that we will just go along. And I'm actually quite happy that Halloween 6 exists. It was one of the first Halloween movies that I ever saw. And I actually thoroughly enjoy it. So I didn't like the producer's cut. So we're just going to uh, leave that there because I know a lot of people do. So Halloween 6, uh, not a great success. Um, and then the franchise pretty much slept for a little while and then 20 years later comes halloween h2o or halloween water if you want uh bringing back jamie lee curtis and michael myers now this was i think meant to be the final movie in the franchise seeing at the end of this film michael gets his head cut off which you would think would be final but no not when there's money to be made don't be daft so then they decided a year later to make Halloween Resurrection. No, not a year later, I do apologise. So 1998 was Halloween H2O, and then in 2002, Halloween Resurrection, which is an abomination, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. Halloween Resurrection is the worst movie ever made. I'm just throwing it out there. It's a true story. So I'm not even going to give it any grace by talking about it so we'll skip over halloween resurrection then huh, we get the rob zombie movies so rob zombie rob zombie a prolific horror director known not necessarily for his subtlety uh, decided to take on the halloween uh, franchise and pretty much trashed it for the next few years um we know that John Carpenter, the creator of Halloween, absolutely detested the Rob Zombie movies, Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, thought they were absolute trash. I have to remember that uh, when I first saw Halloween, the Rob Zombie version, I was not a fan. And there is one scene in the director's cut, which I had to turn the movie off and walk away. I was done. And I, I have recently watched Halloween 2. I don't think it's as bad as halloween but i don't think rob zombie wanted to make halloween too you can pretty much see uh, from interviews and from the press that he was just making that movie because he was contracted too but um i actually did find things in halloween to the rob zombie version that i enjoyed so then Halloween fell silent. There was a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot of talk behind the scenes of trying to get the Halloween franchise rebooted. There's an amazing book called Taking Shape 2, uh, the lost sequels of Halloween, which if you are a fan, you can get the book from um well, I got mine from Amazon, just throwing it out there. A little plug for Amazon there. But also, if you go onto Audible, you can get the Audible version, which is also very enjoyable. So you can learn about all of the missing Halloween sequels. They don't just take place after the Rob Zombie movies. They take place in between as well. They talk about um, versions of Halloween, which could have been made by Quentin Tarantino. Um, it's a fascinating read. Um, I would highly recommend it. And then halloween came back in the most unexpected way from the director david gordon green in 2018 now this basically 
just says that the first film in 1978 exists and none of the others do, including Halloween 2, which I was really upset about, actually. So they completely jettisoned any of that continuity. And we are now in 2018 with Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode going through a pretty hard time with post-traumatic stress and we're introduced to her family. So Halloween uh, came out in 2018 and was a huge success. It really did make a lot of money and people were really impressed by it. Um, Well, I say everybody. I personally enjoyed it. I know a lot of people that didn't. Now, it wasn't until uh, probably about a year after, I think, that we were told that Halloween was going to have sequels. It was announced in a kind of trailer that we were going to get two sequels, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Now, Halloween Kills came out last year. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's a very odd movie. And I enjoyed it. And at the same time, I despised it. So I think around the time giving it a review, I gave Halloween Kills a 7 out of 10. I think on rewatches, I would give it a little bit higher. There is some actual quite nice stuff in there. But I don't think I can judge Halloween Kills completely until I've seen Halloween Ends, which is going to bring us now neatly to our discussion today, which is Halloween Ends. How will it end? So I'm going to go through some fan theories. Why can I not say those two words together? We're just going to have a quick listen to a message from Spirit Love. Hey. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever, Keith. How you been, man? And how are you doing? Very well, Spirit Love. We are on here currently talking about the Halloween movies. Thank you for tuning in. It's nice to hear a friendly voice. Will Laurie be the villain of halloween ends let's discuss this shall we so there are obviously some theories that michael isn't actually um all that violent he simply just wants to go home (laughs) and stare out of judith's uh window judith being his sister that he murdered so there is that theory there and that detail was actually revealed in halloween kills so the reason that he kills all of the people is because they're keeping him from accomplishing his goal, which is just to get home. So what do you think about that, guys? Do you think that um, the reason why Michael just butchers people is because they are just standing in his way to get back to his house so he can stand in his window? And um, he is described as having like the mind of a child. And in that sense, the killings are kind of um, an overreactive tantrum, I suppose you could say. Um, But he doesn't exactly understand what he's doing. He he just wants to go home. But however, he is continuously thwarted by Laurie, whose like vendetta for him is fueled, um, has fueled her for years and years and years. So now she is determined to kill Michael. And as the residents of Hatton, most of the residents of Hattonfield want to join her on that as well. So the poor guy just wants to go home. He's probably left something in the oven, you know. So what do you think about that? Could Laurie be the main and oh, the main villain of Halloween Ends? Um, 
this could mean that Laurie is the true villain of Hattonfield and that none of the events that take place um, would have happened if she hadn't got in Michael's way. So what do you think about that? So this is a bit of a joke, I think, that has been going around on Twitter and on the socials. But is Michael's mask cursed by the Silver Shamrock? Now, if anyone remembers the Silver Shamrock back in the Halloween 3 season of The Witch, is Michael's mask part of that curse? So that is another theory. So uh, in the film, the masks were created by a company that that were cursed, uh, which could even mean that Michael was cursed from the moment he put the mask on when he was six years old and that condemned him to be a killer from then on. So theorists cited in the 2018 film when the podcasters were visiting Michael and they held up the mask, it caused the other patients to go crazy. So could that have something to do with it? And also, as Carpenter has stated, that these films have nothing to do with any of the other sequels or remakes. This theory doesn't really hold much water because if they are not supposed to be connected, then why the hell would you choose Season of the Witch to be connected to? Which is a very strange film to try and connect these movies to. There we have a message. You know how I think it stops? After a night of slaughter, the sun comes up over Halloween Town and Michael takes off his mask looks at the early morning sun and says why? why do I do this? and what can I do to make up for all the hurt that I've put into the world? and then he goes to school becomes a social worker and begins to unwind the madness and the pain that he's caused over 30 years Later on, he settles down, has a couple, pops out a couple of kids with his favorite waitress and lives happily ever after. Um, I mean, that's not a theory that I've heard, but anything is possible. But I do think the only flaw to your, um, your theory is that I do think Michael will be put in prison before he's allowed to walk into the sunset and get married and have kids. I mean, he's killed a lot of people. Yo, uh, I love me some Halloween 3, though, and I thought I was alone, but apparently that's pulling away as being the cult favorite out of all of them, just because it's different, I guess. But um, I think we need to see another... I think after he wraps this next one up, we need to see another... Again. What's your favorite Halloween? Um, Is it one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven? Uh, I'm not going to Halloween because it's not dark. Okay, you're right. I'm, I stand corrected. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, you're right. Um, Halloween 3 is starting to really pull through as a cult classic. And it is. It's a brilliant movie. And the only reason that that film failed was because it was called Halloween 3. If they had just called it Season of the Witch, I guarantee you that movie will be one of the best horror movies ever made. But unfortunately, no one saw it at the time because of the the misfranchising it. And, and um, that's a huge shame. But I do think the 
connecting Halloween ends to the silver silver shamrock from Halloween three is a non-starter. So, will Hattonfield be a ghost town? Now, this is quite an interesting theory that I read online. So, we have uh, one of the most popular theories was to acknowledge the pandemic and return to the film's roots. So, um, this is a quote from someone who was talking about this theory. It doesn't give a, a name. But, after kills, we will see Michael give up very much like in 1978 flashback scene and he got arrested so back in smith's groves hattonfield will become a ghost town between pandemic lockdowns and probably half the town's population leaving after the 2018 massacre it will almost have tumbleweeds blowing through it so there is a theory here that um, Halloween ends, a lot of it will take place at Smith's Grove and that Hattonfield will become a ghost town. So the theory continues um, that most of the film could take place at Smith's Grove and showcase the desolate town to add to more tragedy to the overall franchise. And it would leave Michael's end to feel more haunting as he takes the whole town with him. Now, I do think that that is a non-starter for a fan theory because we have got a new trailer that has dropped. Now, the new trailer is very interesting because it does seem to point towards the main storyline of Halloween Ends not being based around Michael Myers at all, but based around a copycat killer. So there is a scene in the beginning of the trailer when a young boy is walking through some underground tunnels and is grabbed by michael i'm not quite sure what happens after that altercation but the theory is that the boy actually kills michael so the young boy in the tunnel kills michael and then we have the story that will continue from that will be that the young boy becomes the killer and wears michael myers's mask now, some things to support that theory are that in the scenes with Laurie and Michael fighting, there are uh, Michael has all of his fingers. So if you've seen the first movie, you will know that Laurie shoots a gun into Michael's hand, which blows off a couple of his fingers. Well, in the trailer for Halloween Ends, the person wearing the Michael mask has all of his fingers. So that is where that fan theory comes from. And also there are a lot of things, um, little extra scenes in that trailer of the same boy talking to Laurie, sitting on the stairs, being very moody. There is that. I, I honestly do think that this is going to be a huge part of the story, that there is going to be a copycat killer. And even if the boy didn't kill Michael, I think that, the fact that there is a copycat killer in Hattonfield, I do believe that that is going to draw Michael out from his hiding place, which could then lead all into the conclusion of this legacy reboot trilogy. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a brief breakdown of some extra information that we got and including into this theory. So Halloween ends will pick up four years after Michael Myers' brutal killing spree across Hattonfield, uh, which took place during Halloween 2018 and Halloween 
kills. So I did forget to mention that just like the original two movies, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween and Halloween Kills also takes place on the same night, which was really cool. So David Gordon Green is returning to direct Halloween Kills, of course, alongside the lead actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. And he has confirmed that Halloween Ends will incorporate elements of the real life COVID-19 pandemic into the story. So Halloween Ends Time Jump directly contrasts with Halloween Kills as the film took place immediately after the end of Halloween, like I mentioned before. So the time jump also raises questions about Michael Myers for Halloween Ends to answer, such as where has the shape gone after his killing spree in Hattonfield and why does he decide to come back after all these years? Well, Halloween Ends trailer seems to hold the answer to the second question, uh, it suggests that Michael Myers returns to Hattonfield four years later due to the presence of a copycat killer. And Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode herself, has stated that Halloween ends will make people very angry. Though whether this is due to the fake out involving um, Michael Myers, uh, a copycat, or even Michael Myers' death itself remains to be seen. We just don't know that yet. But either way, in the Halloween Ends trailer, it does confirm that there is a Michael Myers copycat killer. So I do think that's the way we're going to go down. I do think that this is going to be two killers, a bit like the Scream franchise. So people are saying that the copycat brings Michael out of his hiding place. There is also talk of um, Michael actually being killed quite early on in the movie and therefore the copycat killer continuing. I'm not mad at it. I think it's a fresh take because if you think of a town like Hattonfield that has suffered so much trauma and so much pain, I do honestly believe that some of that is going to rub off on the people around them. And it's four years later, remember? So let's see what people have got to say about that. Yo, I'm cruising around Tubi. I don't know if you guys have that in jolly old England, but you should check it out. Um, It has one of my favorite... I was looking for Halloween 3, but I ended up finding um, Magic, one of the uh, early, early Anthony Hopkins movies with uh, Anne Margaret and Burgess Meredith. And I did not know that it's actually directed by Richard Attenborough himself. Yes, Magic is a classic movie. We're going to be reviewing Magic in a few weeks due to the Shudder documentary uh, that was made about the trailer that went out for Magic in the, I think, the 70s, 80s, that traumatised a whole generation of kids. So we will be talking about that. But yes, Richard Attenborough, which is um, his David Attenborough's brother, sadly no longer with us, but of course famous for playing Mr. Hammond in the Jurassic Park movies. But yes, so that is pretty much all of the theories that are out there at the moment about Halloween ends. And we don't know how it's going to end. Nobody knows until it is released in cinemas here in the UK anyway, on the 14th of October and is also released in the US on Peacock, the streaming service. So there's lots of ways that you can catch this movie. I really, really look forward to coming back here and discussing it with you guys and giving it a good solid review. 
But um, I've always been a fan of the Halloween movies. Uh, for me, it was Halloween H2O that was rented by my dad uh, whilst my mum and sisters and brothers are on holiday. It was just me and my dad at home. We rented Halloween Ends and I absolutely loved it. And I went back and watched the original um, and then Halloween 2. And then I just watched all of them from then on. So I am a huge Halloween fan. But I will say, if you did want to check out any of those unmade sequels, please do go and purchase that book, Taking Shape to the Lost Sequels of Halloween. And also, my good friend Josh does a brilliant, brilliant podcast called Development Hell, which is part of Dread Central. I am a huge fan of Josh and Development Hell, and he discusses Halloween very regularly on there, talking about those missing and lost sequels. So please do head on to wherever you get your podcast from and listen to Josh at Development Hell. It is an absolute treat. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, and it's been lovely to hear some of your comments. That is my theories um, on Halloween ends. And please do come back and join me when we actually get to re to review the movie for real. So, uh, yes, sleep tight, everyone. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello. saw him watching me you pretend like you moved on but you're actually just obsessed with death what are you gonna do when michael comes back for you because he is coming but this time something feels different he's more dangerous